take us through the history and what you find most fascinating about the Howard Scalzo view of what's so fascinating to you about using a needle and thread in, in surgery. Well, I think, as you mentioned, I mean, there, there's records and it is an ancient process. You know, the Egyptians uh, used it to uh, uh, treat shoulder problems and they were using needles that were made out of bone hmm. with holes in it. To, again, an eyed needle. Ancient Greeks and Romans used sutures to hold gladiators, severed tendons uh, together, as well as the other occupational injuries that gladiators had at that time. Hmm. And um, there's also a record of am- uh, early amputations where when they would amputate uh, a leg and then they would take that and put it in boiling oil to stop the bleeding. Hmm. And someone took some sutures and wound up tying off all those ends of those um, uh, blood vessels. And the results were, were, were drastically better because of that. Hmm. And, you know, we look back to uh, Joseph Lister. Uh, you know, 1876, he introduced the concept of uh, aseptic surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert Wood Johnson, one of the Johnson & Johnsons, heard Lister speak and decided to change his company to provide surgical, uh, sterile surgical products. Because at that time, surgeons would operate in their street clothes. They mm-hmm. would carry instruments from patient to patient. And they would have like a pin cushion on their lapel. And they would keep their needles and threads in that. There was no idea about uh, a, a, a septic uh, surgical uh, suite or, or products. Hmm. So in 1887, uh, Johnson & Johnson began to manufacture mass-produced sterile sutures made of catgut or silk. Hmm. And this kind of ushered in the modern aseptic uh, surgery and, of course, greatly improved uh, surgical outcomes. Hmm. And catgut is thought to be from the Italian word, getting back to the Italian here, a uh, kit gut or hmm. an old stringed instrument where we get the modern word guitar from. Hmm. And these strings were made from sheep's intestines. Hmm. So there, there was all at this time all natural materials. So there were things like wool and cotton, linen, hair, intestines, buckskin, tree bark, hmm. uh, kangaroo tendons, and silk. Hmm. And it wasn't until 1940 that a synthetic material called nylon came on the scene. And then as we moved along in history in the 1970s, there was a synthetic material that allowed for the sutures to naturally absorb so they didn't have to be removed. And then people, of course, were, you know, much happier about that. They didn't have to go back and get those uh, sutures removed. And then in 1998, there were some skin adhesives, topical skin adhesives that became commercially available. So I think that children and parents in operating rooms around the world were very thankful for that because of the trauma of getting an injury and having to have that suture. And then, as you had mentioned earlier, in 2003, antibacterial sutures were introduced, and I uh, spent most of my career working on that, and that was to help address the risk of surgical site infections. Mm. And then in 2011, we first introduced the uh, Stratatix knotless tissue control devices with those barbs or those little hooks on it to be able to allow surgeons to to do things efficiently and also without tying a knot. You're amazing. We're talking to the great Howard Scalzo from Ethicon, an expert in making sutures. The, the reason I've asked him to come on the show is to enlighten us with the big advance, because my world has been rocked, literally, by being able to use from this company, Ethicon, a brand new suture, thanks to Howard and his engineer team, that for the first time, I don't have to tie knots when I'm closing the deep tissues in knee surgery, hip surgery, shoulder surgery that I do. 
And it's because, in addition to having it prevent infection, but the mechanical nature, it's not a smooth material anymore. It's roughened with sharp barbs so that when I pull up, I jerk up on the stitch a little bit, it locks into place. But here's what's really fascinating to me, Howard. You've put these fishing hook type barbs in some cases on only one side of the suture and in other cases on both sides. So you have two hooks coming from the suture rather than just one hook as you go down the thread itself. This is also a, a tremendous innovation that you guys have come up with. Yes, agreed. And, and, and uh, giving the flexibility to the surgeon and to, to what is the appropriate product for the, the, uh, the particular procedure that they're doing. As you could imagine, and as you, as you said, having barbs uh, bi-directional, that can be very beneficial and can help with the speed of the surgery. And, of course, we want to uh, do things to, uh, to make things more efficient in the operating room. And then there are cases where just a, a unidirectional barb. And, of course, uh, as you've also mentioned, the size of the barb, the depth, the angle, the materials that mm -hmm. we're using, all of those impact how well that, that, uh, that barb will hold. Um, you know, initially a lot of work was done in the design there because we wanted to make sure that it was equivalent to a, uh, a suture that was being tied. And it's, uh, it, it is as strong, the, the tissue holding strength compared to uh, interrupted technique with sutures. In fact, it's, it's a little stronger than, than the uh, 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 just suturing. And so, Howard, I want to ask you a question. I pride myself on this show, and we only have about a minute left. I pride myself on this show on painting pictures with words. We call it clapper vision, okay, for injuries and all kinds of stuff. The more you listen to the show, you'll hear it. But I want to paint a picture right now, and tell me if I'm right. So in corporate headquarters, you now have an 8 o'clock meeting, okay, and you all go into the conference room, and there's 20 seats around a big conference room table with the big shot at the end of the table, the boss, and two engineers, two engineers, there's 20 of you sitting around the table. Do Is it literally that you go down the table one side versus the other and the first engineer is the expert in the tip of the needle, whether it's a cutting or a tapered needle? He then sits down after his speech. Then the person stands up. Well, they're in charge of the shape of the needle itself, straight versus curved. Or, then they have a seat. Then the person gets up. I'm in charge of the eye hole in the needle to put the thread through or does it clasp? And then people like you stand up and go, let's talk about the coating to prevent bacteria on it. And then you have a seat. Then the people who put the barbs in the suture give their little speech and then they sit down. I mean, and then you go to lunch. But do you have a meeting with 20 people and each one has an expertise of the different parts of the suture that I unwrap in the operating room to use on my patient? Yes. Uh, oh. I, I think it's, it, it, it's fair to say that we all have our expertise, but we all have to work together yeah. to make the final product. I love it. And can I just say one pun? Does at one point someone say, what's the point here in this needle and thread conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Howard, yes. I want to thank you. And I, I'm not only going to thank you, but I'm going to thank those two beautiful parents of yours that encouraged you to go into a field that has helped millions of people that you'll never meet. And you know what the Bible says? The greatest form of charity you can give is when you give anonymously. All of those people that don't even know you exist, that you helped, Howard, 
You can sleep well at night. You've really made a difference in the world. And I want to thank you for joining me this morning and educating us. Thanks so much. God bless you, Howard. Thank you so much. It was my honor. Okay. That's the great Howard Scalzo from Ethicon. Coming up next, the lines are all lit. I know the clinic is waiting. I've already discussed the food, the hook and food, which is the cashews in that planter mixed nut box that I tin that I get from Smart and Final because Mr. Smart and Mr. Final teamed up. We'll get into We'll open the clinic. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Because I'll just use you, then I'll set you free. Baby, baby, don't get hooked on me. Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook, Know Your Knee Posts. One of the most complicated areas of the body, ACL, PCL, MCL, patella supplication. Really? Dr. Clapper translates the language of your knee on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Simply type in Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Wow, your knee feels better already. Damn right. Like, follow, and feel better Hello there. with the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.